it's a big week in the love and judgment of God. And I want to be honest, I sort of swept through some of the results of a judgment not going your way. If you are afflicting the afflicted, then it does not go well. And there are some descriptions included in this week that people don't really like. I sure don't. What does it mean to afflict the afflicted? There are a ton of different ways we might express it. But during this pandemic, I think it is those who are profiteering, gouging other people for goods and services that would normally not cost so much. Also, I have heard of those going door-to-door, acting like federal officials and getting information from people in order to steal their identities. People are preying on others' fears, and it is tragic and just evil. Perhaps Paul is allowing his personal feelings to get the best of him, and he, at his darkest moments, is wanting to see justice served. But I want to make it abundantly clear. We do not come from a faith tradition which believes that God is willing to make people suffer for eternity for a limited amount of sin on earth. There is a much greater and more detailed conversation, but simply put, they are destroyed forever, but not forever destroyed. That is a very specific difference. In verse 9, it says eternal destruction, not destruction eternally. And this is great news. It is great news because it speaks to the character of God, how he is not willing to make people suffer forever. I am glad we have a God who is like this, unwilling to create eternal suffering. However, it does not mean that judgment against people is not forever. It is, but it is not forever suffering. A great resource to study this more is a book called A Fire That Consumes, a biblical and historical study of the doctrine of final punishment by Edward Fudge. Or you can watch the movie Hell and Mr. Fudge, which tells the story of writing this book. It's a great place to start. Why bring this up at all? Because we need to understand not just how God saves eternally, but how we deal with the idea of eternal punishment as well. The great news is that we don't have to suffer any destruction at all if we simply accept Jesus as our creator, sustainer, and savior. This is the impetus for telling people and loving people into an understanding of Jesus. I don't want anyone to be lost. I want them all to discover the incredible joy of loving and being loved by Jesus. The church exists to continue the great co-mission of telling the world about God with God. The gift of grace we have received from God is not something to be kept, but to be shared. I know it sounds intimidating, but truly, it doesn't have to be. Everything that you do and leave undone is your witness. The label Christian is as much a verdict the world places on you as it is a label we like to give ourselves. If Jesus is in you, then people will know him through knowing you. Of course, it is a great responsibility, but it is also a great opportunity. Don't shy away from it. Here are some questions to go along with this week's sermon. What have you thought about judgment over the years? Has reading these texts changed your idea of judgment from God? How has God judged you in your favor in the past? What have you thought about judgment over the years? Has reading these texts changed your idea of judgment from God? How has God judged in your favor in the past? What have you thought about hell and eternal torment? How can a God who loves you enough to come and die for you allow you to be tortured forever? What can you do to let someone know how much God loves them today? 
Has fear ever made you do something you wouldn't normally do? Be honest. How can we explain to people the good news of God's judgment? Have you ever had a judgment not go in a friend's favor and found a bit of joy in it? Again, you can be honest. What do you think forever judgment will look like?